honestly, the goal is to be able to retire by the age of 35 and live off the passive income of our properties. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. All right, and welcome to another episode of The Right Club Podcast. You're here with Alfonso Salemi and Sarah Larby. Sarah, how's it going? Going great, except I had to drive three hours in this horrible snow, and it usually takes me like 40 minutes from the office to where I live. And so other than that, I needed a glass of wine when I got home. <laughs> other than that, everything is awesome. <laughs> what about you? Well, well, I'm doing well, but how about this? You got to listen to three hours of podcasts, I bet. So you just got That's some extra knowledge. <laughs> That's what you would say to me if I was stuck in the trap. This snow's been brutal. It, I had a couple of canceled meetings today just because of the snow. I know I've been doing well. We're keeping rocking and rolling and, and more rent-to-own deals and putting out there. We're almost at the 100 mark, so it's pretty good. Getting excited and uh, ramping up for the next Right Club event. So at the time we're recording this, it's end of January. So our next event is in February. If, uh, if you haven't been to one of our events, check it out. We're really excited for the lineup that we have. A lot of great speakers, a lot of good stuff out there. And just, again, a big part and a huge thank you to you for doing this podcast that we get to speak to these amazing people telling us really good stories. So today we had Alex and Kaylee Powell from Powell Property Solutions. And they were a couple team that really, really kicking butt. I think they've amassed a 12 property portfolio, a couple different strategies. I know uh, you've probably heard about this strategy, the Burr strategy. You know something about it? No, but... I don't. What is it? <laughs> That's the best ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. It does well. I, I'm I kind of biased too. I like the rent to own, but definitely. Yeah, I know. I know. And you know what? There's great strategies in every single strategy. There's pros and cons and for sure. Like, I'm biased too. <laughs> that's right. Well, and that's the cool thing about this, these podcasts is meeting these different people that are doing it in different ways. Everybody's got different tasks. A lot of our goals are similar. A lot of them are different, but it's really, it's seeing what other people are doing out there and, and achieving success and encouraging each other. Right. And I know you always talk about is you know, setting the goal and, and getting somebody to be accountable to it. I know we've been able to kind of really grow this club along with Laurel and Daniel and yourself and I is that we've kept each other accountable for different things as that we're doing. That's definitely been a catalyst. If you can use that to, to grow your business and come in there and talk to different people every month and meet really cool people that are in the room, like Alex and Kaylee, that are going to tell you their story and how they can help out. And they're working with joint venture partners. Yeah. Really cool dynamic. Yeah. I think it's, it is our first couple that we have on the show together. Yeah, it's absolutely. I know. I know you got a cool story too with Matt, with your spouse and it was, he was a little cold to it and it was warming them up to it, but yeah, they're like gung ho about it. And that's a lot like wake up, go to sleep all day. Always. That's, that's gotta be tough, right? Yeah. I thought it was amazing though, that they actually sit down, put their goals together, do vision boards and all of those things. I think that makes you stronger as a couple and it's also great. They gave us some, some good tips on how to get your spouse on board as well. If they're not fully on board from the start or just some tips on that piece. So it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. And whether it's a spouse or a business partner or, you know, a joint venture partner, it's, it's really kind of laying the foundation on how to work together and complementing each other's strengths. Right. Cause if we're having two people doing the same thing, well, it's, it's kind of like having one person just doubling their work. You need something to complement those strengths and, and I always talk about the light and heavy tasks. So yeah, really cool podcast. We're really excited for you guys 
to hear it. Don't forget to visit the Right Club website, review our podcast, let us know what you think. If you want to be on our podcast, reach out to us. We want to hear your story and the cool things that you do. But yeah, definitely leave a review. Let us know what you want to hear more of or or cool people that you want to talk to and hear about. So let's get to it. Okay, let's do it. All right. So we got Kaylee and Alex Powell here from Powell Property Solutions. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for for joining us. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. We are honored. Awesome. Awesome. So Sarah, I met Alex and Kaylee probably about what? Like I would say almost a year ago, not quite, but I would say less than a year ago. And we've been kind of seeing each other at different events and meeting. And they're from obviously my hometown in Hamilton. And they're nice. doing lots of awesome stuff in Hamilton and absolutely represent the Keller Williams brand, which of realtors, not to, to pick one over the other. But yeah, they're really awesome. And uh, <laughs> really excited to introduce you to them and get to get to know them a little bit better. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited to be able to ask you tons of questions and a lot of questions that probably Alfonso knows, but I'm just really curious. So tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Well, we are real estate investors and we are real estate agents as well. So we are a couples team, I guess you would call it. And our main focus is buying multifamily properties as well as doing kind of fix and flips. Um, so we specialize in dealing with investor clients and we kind of have our value proposition is that we can fly your plane or we can coast you to safety kind of thing. So what a lot of people who don't have time, but they have money, we partner with those kind of individuals to help them yeah. get better returns. And then the people who have time, but maybe not necessarily money, those people, we actually help guide them through the process of buying their investment properties, which is very gratifying. Yeah, I really like your take on that. Kind of, maybe, can you explain that a little bit? So you said, I, I heard fly the plane. Yeah. So maybe, and then, and what was the second part? And then coast you to safety. So it's actually okay. part of our, our marketing campaign. <laughs> One is, uh, Kaylee's a, like, a, we got a little cartoon of her, and she's a, she's a pilot. I guess the words are that we can fly your plane for you. So if you're somebody out there that wants to make better returns on your money, but and you like the idea of real estate, you've talked about real estate around the dinner table, but you've never jumped on the plane, we can help you fly that plane and give you a sense of comfort from proven results that we've had. More of a hands-off investor. Exactly. Versus the other side where it's me as a little cartoon and I'm floating down with a parachute. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, the idea behind it is that we can also help coast you to safety. It's more of like a lot of people want to get into investing for themselves. They don't want to just be hands off. They want to get in and get their hands dirty. We love that too. Skip a little bit ahead and and learn from some of our mistakes as we hold your hand and when you guide you, guide you to where you want to go. I like that. I like that. Well, as I, you've probably heard, and I always, anytime that I hear planes or parachutes, I love mentioning it. We went skydiving this past summer. So the analogy like rings so true, right? <laughs> yeah. So what type of uh, strategies are you either flying the plane or coasting to safety with? Like what, what's kind of your wheelhouse from both sides, from an, an investor and from, from agents as a, as a couples team, right? Well, I, I think that we, we do a lot of what they call the BRRR strategy. Yes, that's the best strategy ever. Nowadays, it's so challenging to make the numbers work. Like you've got your cash flow towns, your equity towns, and Hamilton used to be this crazy awesome cash flow town. And now with the prices going up as much as they have been, slowly it's turning into that, well, it actually already has turned into more of that equity type town where better doing your kind of fix and flips to get your, that, that if you can buy it right, of course, 
but if you can you can apply the BRR strategy like anything that's listed for under 400 you can put a couple units in and then next thing you know you're refinancing in the sixes it's wild one thing specifically with Hamilton too well we don't like to sell anything so we like to keep everything that we work on yeah. but also Hamilton's a great place I mean there's a lot of homes that haven't been touched in 40 plus years so you're sitting on so much appreciation going in and buying them say if it's off market or just in distressed properties and you can just force all that appreciation yourself just by doing rentals. it's great and then you have such a strong rental market why would you want to get rid of it for sure yeah no that's you know it's really cool i think you guys are the first couple that we've had together and i'm just always curious it's always a question i ask are you both as involved in real estate or how do you complement one another and tell us more about that I make a big mess and she picks up all the pieces. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> An honest man, eh? An honest yeah. man. Yeah. You know what? I can imagine it's challenging. I think that anyone getting into investing in real estate, if you have a partner that's not on board, really getting into anything that involves a financial strain or a time commitment, it can be really stressful. And I do have to say before Alex and I really got into business with each other, we both we're independent investors, independent business owners. We love it. We talk about it all the time, probably too much, to be honest. <laughs> but it, it works out well. And our, our personalities, we like to have a good time. We keep things as light as we possibly can. But we're both very direct people, too. So that really helps. Sometimes you, you can, it's mostly just stress or yeah. fatigue that really get, or hunger. <laughs> 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 Yeah. They'll, they'll get you right we like, should post a disclaimer we haven't been married a year yet yeah oh nice <laughs> okay. talk okay. to us next year and yeah. see what we oh, say really Deal. Yeah. no but it's uh we're we're on the same page for the most yeah. part it's really awesome that like i'll go see a property and i'll call kaylee and I say hey we're putting up an offer on this place we got it and she no hesitation. It's like, perfect. I'll draft the paperwork. It's like, yeah. no questions. You just trust the fact we, and of course you run the numbers and stuff and we're careful in that regard. But yeah. it's just when you're harmonious, it's, it's way more beneficial. And that's why like my heart goes out to those people that are going to those investor club meetings and are trying to educate themselves, but they have a partner who's maybe a little bit more pessimistic or doesn't quite understand. It, it can hold you back big time. Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend that they do? Are there any tips or strategies or insights that you can provide? I would say everyone has a different personality and everybody needs certain levels of information. So I think most people that are apprehensive, it doesn't come from like an innate, like that they don't want to get into it. It's just that they don't obviously have enough information. I think my biggest piece of advice, and it's worked for a lot of our friends, because obviously monkey see, monkey do, everyone's kind of getting into it and not all, all the time their spouses are on board. So it's about just making sure that you are providing them with enough information and making them feel comfortable and allowing them to just be exposed organically through it. Cause if you're talking about it and you're passionate, someone that cares about you is going to be interested in whether that's a life partner or a family member and just being really transparent with the results yeah. and setbacks. Right? We, it's have, not always... we have like our own kind of YouTube channel and two of our friends who live in Ottawa, they just like, he's been investing for a while, but she just kind of got on board and he put together like a three hour PowerPoint <laughs> presentation for his wife. 
to sell her on the idea of investing. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. And it worked. It worked nice. Well, then you closed it. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It, this is why you should let me invest in real estate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In essence, if you cool. know the results you can get, like for anyone listening, and, and you believe in the power of what real estate can do for you and your family, then the, the real answer is what, when you ask, well, what do you do or what do you suggest? You do whatever it takes to hold their hand and guide them there so that you can truly give them that experience. Because I haven't met anybody who's made a ton of money in real estate and is like, oh, this is just the worst. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah eats it. No, that's it. No, you're right. I think that the key point is, it's not necessarily the real estate, right? It's what it allows you to do in, in terms of it strengthens your partnership, right? And there's a difference in the, the strengths and weaknesses between the two of you. You complement each other and it allows you to do that. I always try to say it's like the light and heavy things. If it feels heavy, not so much like physically, but just like heavy, I don't want to do this. You yeah. shouldn't be doing it, right? And you, and you shy away from it, right? Versus the light things that are fun to do. So how about you walk us through a, a last, uh, one of your last properties where you faced some adversity and how you overcame it? Well, okay. We just, we did a flip not too long ago. We actually just sold in December and we had originally bought it with the intention that we were going to, it was the crappiest property on the best street. Really, really gross looking kind of bungalow-ish house that was like yeah. kind of slanted. Anyway, we bought it with the intention to tear it down and build a two-story duplex on it and have a big basement that we can maybe have storage or even maybe in the future have a third unit. And we went to the city and we had to go through the committee of adjustments for it all. And we get to the committee of adjustments and 11 of the neighbors showed up and they're like, no, we're not allowing that. This is the worst idea ever. And we're sitting there like this property is like the biggest eyesore like yeah. how would you guys not be for this right. and we're totally against it and so there we are and, and you have your exit strategy when you buy a property and you kind of know what you want to do luckily we bought this property with like with enough meat in there that we could shift gears and we did just a simple fix and flip yeah. the buy was really good yeah and we, we actually ended up netting 80 grand off of the flip which was which was a That's huge amazing but it was like, it didn't come without, I think I lost probably a year and a half of my life. So <laughs> I'm to like 86, I probably am like 84 and a half now. But and we did, it wasn't even just a plan B. The flip was like, we had a plan A, plan B, C, D. And finally we're like, well, I guess we'll flip it. <laughs> like what else? I think that's important to have backup strategies and exit yeah. strategies because so much can go wrong. And real estate in a way is pretty forgiving. If you buy the right property with multiple yeah. exit strategies, you're going to find a way out. So that, that is cool to see. And, and even if you don't, as long as you buy for cash flow, because that at the end of the day, that's the biggest principle. If you, if you're cash flow on a property and my refinance doesn't come back as great. Yeah, it sucks. But if I sit on that property for two or three years, I'll be yeah. okay. You know, yeah. As long as I can cash flow every single month and the property's covering itself. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite strategy, a favorite real estate investing strategy? You mentioned you do flipping and some burrs and some different things. Definitely the burr. Yeah. I think it's just a hell of a lot. That's of fun. having your cake and eating it too. Yeah, exactly. And we do most of our construction projects are like a hundred grand plus. They're really big. So that's okay. a, a really good one. And not everyone goes the legal route. We get permits for for our conversions, their legal duplexes, like that's the way that we tend to go with a lot of our partners. So we could go without them and take the chance. We're heavily considering going without them because <laughs> lots of the times, depending on the property, so 
but yeah, it really, at the end of the day, we know that we do things safely and we usually rewire whole houses and replumb whole houses anyway. Our trades are, are tried and trusted, so. Well, that's what I kind of want to get into. It's almost a little bit of a personal question because we're, we're working on like a flip property and there's a significant rental budget and I'm terrified. Like I started working on construction sites when I was like 13, 14 years old. Like, I don't know, probably illegally, but anyway, I learned from a young age, always the trades were kind of always, always delayed or always late. So I'm always a little bit more risk averse. I like kind of like move in ready houses. You don't have to do too much. What are some of the advantages or when you're going in there and spending that rental budget, Tell us some of the things that you like or the advantages of doing those things. Well, I think one huge asset, just as a bit of a background. So before Alex got into real estate, he was a project coordinator for Acon Construction. So he comes, like his personality is very well suited to be very, very organized and efficient running kind of high level projects. So that worked really well. the first time anyone's ever called me organized and efficient. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate it. We're on the air. Yeah, yeah. That counts. (laughs) But it it came from a lot of hitting the wall first and then just like picking yourself back up and hitting the same wall. But it adds a level of confidence to take on a big project. Yeah. Because really, it's when you're organizing that many trades and you're not going, allowing somebody to be general contracting the project, Mm -hmm. that's a huge responsibility to take on. And we're full time realtors in the same time. So it was stressful for some of our projects, but. When you have the confidence behind it, it makes it a little bit easier. And we have systems in place now. What's what's a quick tip or trick on a contractor that you found to work or to to get a certain task completed? Here's one of my favorite (laughs) tricks to use on a contractor. More so for like uh, like the one-offs. If you've got a big crew coming, it's a little bit more challenging. But if you're having trouble understanding how they came up with a price, you think the price is a little bit exorbitant, break it down and work it backwards. So, for instance, if you came and you gave me a quote, and I said, okay, Alfonso, well, how long do you think this project's going to take you? Okay, perfect. It's going to take you a week. So, you, it's just you working for 10 hours a day for a week? Okay, so you're putting in 50 hours. Okay, well, you're charging me $5,000. So, how much are you making an hour? Oh, okay, so you're getting paid more than like a heart surgeon for doing <laughs> Okay, well, how does that work? So, you can break it down. And if you just ask questions, you can actually get them to stump themselves And then you also know who's honest. I would suggest, of course, get three quotes and and use something like the right club as a network, right? People have done these projects. They know a good drywaller. They know someone they trust. But I have all, we just got a drywall quote in for for our projects. Two of the guys came in at 5,500 bucks, right around the same. One guy came in at $18,000. And it's, you sit there and you're just wondering like, there's somebody who may take that quote. Yeah. Yeah. And And not known any better. Yeah. Like when we got our basement quoted, somebody wanted $70,000 for a basement that I know is like 30, which is what the average quote was. I'm like, this guy clearly does not want the job. (laughs) So they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you walk us through like a completed, your latest project that you've completed? What does that look like financially with the numbers? Where did you get the money from and all that good stuff? Well, I mean, we'll do one of the BRRs, I guess. Yeah. So we haven't quite completed it, but we're almost there. So maybe that, that might help you. Sure. So we bought a place for 420000 Okay. And the construction, what we've done is turn it into three units. So we've put 130000 into it. 
Okay, so we're at about the 550 mark. Okay, so what we it'll refinance now, and we've we've had a number of, of agents and stuff like that come through and uh, just to kind of check out the project itself, and they all kind of agree that when it refinances, it'll be in the, the 650 mark. Right. So at the 650 mark, if we get 80% of that, we'll get 520,000 back out. So that means that in the project, we're left with the 30,000 differential, right? So that's kind of, it has to sit in the property. So, but in the meantime, we've now been able to rent out three like top notch rooms. Yeah, and they're high end like, units. We put quartz countertops and stuff like that into these units. So next thing you know, it's, it's cash flowing 800 bucks a month. And at that point, you're cash flowing for a year, it's like $8,000 or plus, right? 9600 right? And then at the same time, you've got your appreciation and you've got your mortgage pay down. So if you consider that $30,000 difference that's being held in the property, you actually you've made it back within the first year. Our joint venture partners, we usually tell them that within the first three years, that they'll get all their money back out of the property and then we own it 50-50. Mm -hmm. we've never actually made it to three years it's usually the year and a half kind of mark but then again we've had some incredible appreciation in Hamilton lately right wow yeah no that's fantastic so you touch you touched upon joint venture partners and and obviously like I said you guys are very active in doing a lot of deals I know recently you guys just got the the rain pin I saw you on, on your social media there as well too so what does that mean like how many like what does your portfolio look like today and, and what are your plans to to keep growing yeah, so we have a mix of single family and multifamily units. We have 12 properties that we're holding currently. This year's goal is to add another 10. So last year we bought eight. This year we're going to add 10. As a side note, we're also building our own personal home, which is oh, the construction wow. project we've ever done. So we bought a really distressed property in Grimsby and we're adding a second story. So we've taken the roof right off and we're building up, which is really, really cool. So we've never done anything oh. like that. So that'll be a first. That's a really cool project. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be our, our dream home. So we're yeah. uh, going to have our family and everything there and live there. So it gets to the point though where, where you, it doesn't make sense anymore to do these single families and stuff like that. Even the duplex conversions. Like I, I love a quick and dirty duplex conversion. I think it's fun. <laughs> but at a certain point, your money can work harder for you if you're doing bigger deals and bigger projects, which yeah. is scary to a certain extent because like we had told ourselves we wanted before the end of the year, we want to buy something that would classify as a commercial. So five units or higher. And, and this would be kind of the year where we get into doing something like that, right? When you trade in your little houses for the hotels. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. So it sounds like you scaled up pretty quickly. I mean, you bought eight last year. You're looking at a bunch more this year. How are you doing that? I'm, I'm assuming it's joint venture partners, but I'll let you answer that question. Joint venture partners is the not, not what is it? The, the, the super fuel. Yeah, the NOS, the NOS and the engines. The yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, I got you, Ali. Yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so. So how did you find your first one? I bought my first property and I kind of worked all summer fixing it up. Then I bought my second property, worked all summer fixing it up. And through, by the fourth property, my parents said, you know what, Alex, uh, we, we wouldn't mind investing with you. So they were actually our first joint venture partners. Nice. 
and they were very against number one. Yeah, really. really <laughs> more successes yeah. for them to be like, okay, Which, well, let's try something. Well, of, yeah, that's true. On the fifth one, they they came to you. <laughs> yeah, it circles back to be sure if you have people in your life that are apprehensive or against it, just keep sharing. Yeah, honestly, and they'll eventually come because they're going to see these results and kind of seeing you persevere over all these obstacles and they'll come to their own conclusions. Sure. That's right. That's so true. You know, my mom actually is now wanting to do a deal. So we're, we're actually looking at Hamilton and my sister is going to be part of it. And so it's going to be this family thing, which so you know, they're going to hold the mortgage for, which is going to be ideal, which is what I want. <laughs> and I'll hold them through, walk their hands through this whole thing. So we're actually looking for potentially like a triplex now or a small multifamily in Hamilton. That's excellent. That's going to and, be so much And, and you'll notice too, like we were lucky, I wouldn't say lucky, but the first property my parents jumped on board with us was the biggest slam dunk of a property that we've ever heard. Like, and we ended up getting expropriated on it from the government and because of the LRT coming through, but we made out like bandits. And the first thing they said is, Alex, when can we do 10 more of these? That's <laughs> awesome. yeah. And it, it's great because it gives us a sense of relief because we're helping them get closer to retirement. And I mean, this is something that they are starting to enjoy now. It's kind of interesting when they're surfing on MLS and stuff like that. <laughs> they're speaking the language. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. That's cool. So you guys are just, you guys are surrounded by it, right? And it's kind of like incubating it, obviously, between yourselves. And then now you mentioned your families as well, too. So what are some goals or some things that you have in place? Like all the, the real estate investing, you mentioned another 10 more deals. But what's, what is that, that screensaver? What does that perfect picture look like for you guys? Or what do you see? Or do you think that far ahead? Because some people... Not yeah, we do. We're big planners. Vision boards, all that kind of stuff. Alex and I do uh, what's called a 411. So we business plan each month as well. We coach. So, I mean, it's it's just kind of born into us at this point. But honestly, the the goal is to be able to retire by the age of 35 and live off the passive income of our properties. We won't retire. Like, it's not like we're going to stop working because that's just, we go crazy that's what we're actively working towards now. And honestly, we're young. We've got an opportunity that we can literally take risks now and we have the next 40 to 60 years to let these things just ride out. So when you're younger and you're getting into it, you have the benefit of time. We're not going to regret buying, I'm sure, a really crappy single family (laughs) 30 years from now. We're going to be laughing because it's all building blocks. Everything that we've done is allowed us greater opportunities tomorrow. So we just keep the end goal in mind and keep taking chances. We're not very risk averse people, which has gotten us into some hot water before. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. I get this all the time. The question I'm sure you guys do too, is what happens if all of a sudden the market goes and crashes? And I love, I love that question because it's just, one of the, I mean, it's hilarious, first of all, if you're a long-term investor, but what is your response to something like that? Sell your property to me. Take the loss. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm totally joking. Get it while you can. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I always say invest in cash flow. So usually the people asking that question, they're putting up an objection because they haven't even bought a property yet and that's what's holding them back. Exactly. It's not the people that have bought a property already and are like, oh my God, now what happens if the market crashes? Because they probably know. But the people who are holding themselves back from investing because of this 
bubble that's going to just shatter the earth. I think that I, like our biggest one is if you invest in cash flow and every single month that property makes 200 or a hundred dollars, you're okay. And if the market crashes, what happens when it crashes? People can't afford to purchase homes. So what do they have to do? They have to rent. So the rental market actually starts to increase. So you have no problems with your vacancy rate decreases, right? So you have all these factors that can actually play to a good hand as long as you invest in cash flow. And that's why sometimes I tweak out a little bit when people are like, oh, I'm going and buying like three new builds. And I think, great, I know a lot of people have made some really great money on purchasing new builds, but the only factor that you're anticipating is appreciation. And that's literally the only element of real estate that's actually a gamble. Yeah. Because if you have your cash flow and you have your mortgage pay down, they're, they're relatively secure. I mean, if you have a variable rate, it can go up by a little bit here and there, or maybe a lot, right? But if you're not risk averse, you just put it in a fix or something. But a lot of people put it in these new builds, and I don't want to discount people who've made some really great money, because I know people yeah, who have. and it works for some. But it's, it's the riskiest investment, I think, in terms of real estate. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Like, I love your answer. It's exactly what the answer is. And that's what it should be. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are gambling and real estate investing to me is not that risky. If you do it for cash flow and mortgage pay down, when you do it for appreciation, that's where yes, I love appreciation, but you don't only do it for appreciation. That's where it becomes a a little riskier in my opinion. But you know, at the end of the day, we have a super low vacancy rate. We have the immigration numbers. I mean, people are coming into this area like you wouldn't even believe. So if, the, if it crashes, I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to have money on the side ready to go <laughs> to buy more properties. Cause yeah, exactly. That's when we start time. buying, right? Exactly. <laughs> good. That's good. So I think we've gotten to the point of our show where it's the lightning round. So are you guys ready for the lightning round? Sure. Yeah. Fire away. All right. All right. Question number one, what is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Bye now. (laughs) That's good. That's that's really good advice, right? The uh, the best one I've ever heard is that the best time to buy real estate was yesterday. The next best time is today. Right now. Yeah. 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 100%. What was the best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. Second best time was today. What I really like is that you got to work to learn and then you work to earn. That's a a big one. Work to learn, work to earn. I like that. Okay. So question number two of the lightning round, what is your favorite real estate investing resource? And it can't be your phone. (laughs) Other investors. Yeah, definitely networking. Okay. After going to networking events, it's like, have you ever seen those Gushers commercials when they take the Gusher and the guy's head turns into a watermelon slice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of what it's like versus like when you're sitting at home reading books, find it super easy to get into that analysis paralysis where you're yeah. just crushing spreadsheets and you're trying to make sense of it. Go to a networking event, surround yourself with five really good people and you will just via osmosis, you will yeah. branch out. Amazing. Just out of curiosity, actually, this is not a lightning round question, but how many events do you attend on a monthly basis? It's really scaled up. One to two a week. Okay. All right. There you go. Not including like private meetings that we might have set up with individuals that we meet face to face. But Mm -hmm. honestly, quite a bit. Okay. That's that's great. (laughs) Awesome. 
Question number three, what is one attribute that has made you most successful? Like a personal attribute? Could be anything, yep, anything you wanna. Pig-headed stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Kay Kaylee agrees with that one, eh? <laughs> you see how many times he asked me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a All right. So question number four. So it's a Sunday morning and you can just picture a Sunday morning in your head, whether it's at home, whether it's vacation, wherever it is, but it's a Sunday morning and this is the typical time, you know, you got nothing to do and relax or, or whatever. What are you doing on your typical Sunday morning? We're typically looking at properties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say that we're always doing something. So we're not your typical homebodies. We, we wish we were, and we like the idea of the homebody, but naturally we never are, and we're never home. And that's okay. I think we're just starting to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, we're always doing something, whether or not we're visiting fam a lot of our family is out on the East End, that kind of thing. So I don't know if that answers the question. As like, Yeah, hey, it's whatever yeah, you're doing. I mean, everyone's doing, doing something different, so... That's a great answer. So where can listeners find you and find out more about you? Well, we have our Facebook page, which is Powell Property Solutions. Uh, we have also a YouTube channel, Powell Property Solutions, where we're trying to debunk two of the biggest myths. One is that there's no good deals out there. And two is that there's all the properties are too expensive. So we are there to lift those objections so that young investors can just suck it up <laughs> that's right yeah. otherwise yeah my name is alex and then kaylee so it's a pal and kpal at palpropertysolutions.com and Never. a web page and we have a web page too yeah com. awesome <laughs> yeah fantastic well thanks so much for your time and yeah look forward to seeing you at a future so right event thanks guys yeah, we'll see you guys, guys next month by the way we are so proud of what you guys have done yeah coming to the, the right club since you know last year just seeing how much has expanded and even the last right club event was like shoulder to shoulder you can tell that people are getting some tremendous value and i know how good it feels to help someone work towards financial freedom and you guys are doing that at a mass level so my hat goes off to you guys you guys are excellent people so thank you yeah thank you so much it was a pleasure getting to know you a little bit more and i'm looking forward to seeing you at the next event sounds, sounds good. good bye guys right. thank you Awesome. I love this podcast. These are two people that are completely on the ball, same page, just going at it and just doing it and being successful. And it's really cool how they're bringing in their family and they're helping their family also be very successful. What was your takeaway from it? Well, I love that. You mentioned the family piece of it too. And I know when I got first started investing in real estate, my parents were that have that mindset. Really nine to five. My dad was a factory worker. Mom was a government worker. So it was always about go to school, get a good education, pension, all that type of stuff. And for them, it's funny because I think he's a little bit, we didn't talk about it, but I know he's got a little bit of a European background as well too. And it's always a little bit hesitant and it took him five properties to convince the parents, not in a one or two, or the, it took him five or so. And I know with your family too, but my takeaway was, yeah, that, that they are so in sync and they are kind of complimenting each other in terms of what they're doing and how they're working together and the kind of the fly your plane and coast to safety type of thing where Kaylee's more of like the, the what ifs and, and working on the back end and Alex is kind of going out there 
and putting things together and he's kind of saying cleaning up after his messes, but they're good messes, right? Yeah, just how they're working so cohesively and growing and, and really determined in terms of what they want to, to get. And, and that's what it, it's so important to get that why, because that's what's going to keep you going on these, the stormy days, the winter days, the things that are making it harder is that, you know what, that why is going to come through. How about yourself? What was your takeaway? Yeah, you know what, you bring up some great points. The other thing, though, I do want to say is, so what I look at Matt and I, and like, we have a great relationship, and he's very supportive. He's just not as gung-ho in real estate investing as I am. And I think that's okay, too. So if you're listening to this, and you're saying, oh, you know, unfortunately, my spouse is not super excited about it. I think it's okay. I think it's just a matter of like figuring out why and just finding a compromise that works for both of you right so like he's got some like things that he does like jujitsu and some things that i don't really care to do myself but i'm supportive of his activities and so and i think that's just the important part is you don't both have to be like as like passionate about it but you can have a great relationship and you can get along well and still have your separate passions and at home get along and etc. And I think you could still have a great relationship. So don't lose despair if all of a sudden you're, you're listening to this and you're saying, well, unfortunately my spouse is on the same page. You don't need all the time to have your spouse on, on the same page. Of course, it is awesome if they're like as excited about it, but it's not always yeah. the case and you can still move forward regardless is, is what I would add to that. Yeah. And like there, I think they mentioned one of their friends. I don't think you shouldn't, you don't necessarily have to put together a 30 page PowerPoint to convince your spouse <laughs> to do it. Right. That Is was that awesome what? though. Whoever did that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, there's actually, there's a course that there's a course you can go and learn how to convince your spouse <laughs> how to do real estate. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And, and there was again, and just the success that they've had and they're willing to roll up their elbows and take on the problems and learn from the mistakes as, as well too. Right. It's not, not always perfect but again you have to have your exit strategies and they talked about that a lot as well too and that's the cool thing is the people in our community the people in our groups they're the first ones to tell you how much they screwed up like i'm you know, i'm telling people that i had one of my units at my triplex up for rent and i'm like oh i got so many applicants i'm so happy and they're like yeah because you put the price too low and i was like <laughs> oh right and i was like boom i just learned something i'm not gonna unlearn that but hey that's the only way i got that was through experience right absolutely really cool so i mean if you enjoyed that feel free to leave a rating a review send us an email my email is sarah at the right alfonso at the right for alfonso and we've actually got some really exciting things coming up with the right club so in addition to our monthly events we are we don't want to reveal too much but we are going to be launching a whole online platform. So really excited. Can we give them like a little sneak peek or no? Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, th again, I don't know. Don't ask me. I want to just blow the whole cover off of it and do it right <laughs> now. But, but yeah, let's give them a little taste in terms of it's our community that we have in those rooms and that buzz and that energy that I know people have told you and told me because they've been telling us at the same time. But we want to bring that to an online platform and continue those conversations with people and getting those stories. So yeah, we got a lot of big plans putting that online. We want to hear your feedback too from obviously the podcast and then hearing us and what we're talking about, but also what you would benefit from of having something online to keep that conversation going, whether it's motivation, tactics, spreadsheets, you let us know. Everybody's got a different uh, want or need, right? Absolutely. So really, really excited about that. Like there is sometimes 
Alfonso and I are meeting for like, I mean, and Daniel and Laurel as well, the four founders, we're in a meeting for like six hours <laughs> on a Ooh. Sunday putting this together. <laughs> well, they're stretching. We built into our agendas now, stretching time. Like we definitely need to get, because <laughs> we could sit there for hours on end and just keep going and going. It's fun for sure. It's, it's I don't want to call it hard work. It's hard work, but it's fun. It's the reward. The thing that we're getting out of it is is that obviously we get to hang out amongst each other as well too and learn a lot from each other. But just the value that we're trying to provide for everybody, I think that's the coolest benefit is that at those evening events, when people are coming up and saying, you know, this is such a cool room, I can't wait till the next one, or I'm looking forward to it, or I've changed my schedule to be there. That's what we get out of it. That's what we love. We want to keep the energy up. We want to keep it going and help people just achieve more. Come grow with us, right? Whatever way that is. If it's more houses, more knowledge, just more mojo, less weight. That's one thing. I don't know. Just to some kind of grow in, in any way. So yeah. for sure. So thanks guys for listening and thank you, Right Club Nation. We are looking forward to seeing you at a future event. And also we are back next week with another exciting podcast. Yes, yes, for sure. All right, guys. Have a good one. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.